Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Hey Kate. Yes. How do you stop Canadian bacon from curling in the pan? Um, you asked Kevin very nicely to pick up a different sport? No. no, no. Oh. <laughs> it might work. My answer was you take away their little brooms. Do you get it? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what she say all the time during curling? Was it? Sweep! Sweep! <laughs> you yell that really loudly. as like You just yell at your partner. Sweep! Sweep! Thank yeah. you and welcome to our <laughs> podcast, Fuse and Kate Discuss Curling. Everything Canadian, Everything eh? Everything Canadian, eh? <laughs> How about that poutine? Who is your favorite Canadian actor? The Canadian doctor? Actor. Oh, actor. I was going to say, because that's really specific. If I have to go through all, all the doctors in Canada that I have to go through. Favorite Canadian actor. Oh, see, the problem is... There is no problem, Betsy. There's only Fine, one answer. Dan Aykroyd. I don't know. What? Okay, it's not. It's not Dan. Dan Aykroyd. Look, he was the first one that came to mind. Okay, it's um Catherine O'Hara. Thank you very right. much. Sorry. I was saying it's a tie Sorry. between her and Rick Moranis. Yes. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Eugene Levy. He's in there too. Yeah, but... Eugene Levy would totally count. But yeah, yeah no, it's uh duh. Catherine O'Hara. Obviously, Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. yeah, no, that was that was almost a trick question there. <laughs> who 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 are you? I am also a Catherine. You are. What's yeah. your last name? Uh, Ramsey. Oh, that's right. And except we never bring that up, so I don't know why I asked. You I mean, it you now. mentioned it at the end with the credits I guess I do. that no one listens it's to. Not really a, not really a surprise to anyone. And I'm but, Betsy. What's your last name? A bird. Oh, yeah, it's alliterative. Why do we have different last names? Um, because I changed mine. Oh, that is the actual the traitor. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had a chance <laughs> to become Betsy Bird. Like I was gonna pass that up as a children's librarian. It made a lot of sense. Okay. It still does. <laughs> and what do we do here on this podcast? We talk about Canadians, bacon, and last names. I am really feeling bad now that today's book has nothing to do with any of those. Maybe the maybe not the first two things. Possibly the third thing. Hmm. But yeah. No, we don't. Oh. We, we, uh, we look at picture books. Oh. Older picture books. And, and determine if they're classics or not. Yep. And um, this week I am cheating. Because I've decided to do a book that is not... Our, our rule is to usually consider things that are 20 years old, right? Yep. They've been out for 20 years. And so I got today's book. I somehow misread when it came out. I was pretty sure it was more than 20 years old. Then I looked at it later and I was like, oh, no, it's... Uh, no, if it's 2005... That's it. Then, then that's 15. Yeah. And not 20... But I was already so freaking committed to it, and I think we have to do it because the author is important, and we haven't done this author yet. So I'm going to pull this book out. Okay. It's my rules. I can do anything I want. Boo! Show away. By Jacqueline Woodson. Illustrated by Hudson Talbot. Very well done. Show away came out 15 years ago. One of the very rare. Uh, picture books, it should, this is a rare early edition. Uh, otherwise, it would have a shiny circle for a Newberry Honor. Not a Caldecott. Didn't get a Caldecott anything. But it got a Newberry Honor for the writing. 
Hmm. And it's a picture book. Isn't that Harriet Tubman on the cover? Nope. Oh. It's not. It could. I mean, yeah. She's wearing the thing over her head like she's been injured. But no, nope. no, no. Right. In oh, the... right there. Yeah, that's Harriet Tubman right Thank there. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Sorry. I thought you were talking about the girl on the cover no. in the center. No, there actually is a Harriet Tubman. Like, I've never noticed that before. Seriously, that's the first thing I noticed. I was like, oh, Harriet oh. Tubman. Yeah. And there's a Sojourner <laughs> Truth, too, while we're at it. Okay. Well, cool. Well, why don't you read that thing? Okay. Okay. While Kate does her read, I'm going to give you a little little bit of background information on Shoei. It's actually weirdly difficult to find a lot of information on Shoei. You would think, it being a picture book that won a Newbery Honor, you would think, what with Jacqueline Woodson herself being the author, we would all know many things about Shoei. And yet, we do not. Uh, however... I was able to find an interview between Jacqueline Woodson and Carol Boston Weatherford, and Jackie had this to say about the book. Showway begins when Suni's great-grandma was seven, and she was stolen from Virginia and sent to a plantation in South Carolina without her mom or pop. I knew about my grandmother Suni, and I knew about her grandmother, although I didn't know her name. When my grandmother was getting sick, my family would never tell me stories. They would talk to each other. Well, you remember when Suni blah blah blah, or Suni was so mean. I caught snippets all my life, and I knew this family history sort of. But when my grandmother was getting older and had no great-grandchildren, and I had been saying I was going to have a baby forever, and I hadn't yet, well, she was getting older, and she didn't think she would get any great-grandbabies. And she said, if you ever do have one, Make sure you tell her about Suni and how those blankets were made, and make sure Aunt Lucinda gives you one of the quilts. And I had none of this information. I told her that one day when I had a baby, I would like to give it one of the names of my family. Just tell me everybody's names. She had 12 brothers and sisters, where she started telling me the names which were like Birdie. And I'm thinking, my child is not going to be named any of these names. But she told me more and more stories. She died four months before I got pregnant with Toshi. I knew I wanted to tell the story of the maternal line of the family, so I started writing Showway, and I ended up going back to South Carolina to talk to my aunt, who died soon after, and to talk to my cousins to piece together the history of the Underground Railroad and what part the Scots played in it. And that's how I got to the story, and I also wanted to write about how I'm not here accidentally. Whew. hoop a doop a doo Wow. Yeah. You gave me a book. You were gone a very long time. I took a lot of notes. <laughs> okay, that would do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, was it that long? It is kind of long, but it's not as long as some of the stuff I've given you. Well. It's no little man, little man. No. No. <laughs> da, da, da. Um, so right from the start, boom, we're taken into slavery. Yeah. There's no dodging around the bullet. The very first sentence is that her... Well, that Suni's great-grandma was sold from the Virginia plantation to a plantation in South Carolina without her mom and dad. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, God, way to just yeah. Yeah. tear my heart out in the first sense. I was like, "This okay, we're doing this. Yeah. This is the we're not beating around the bush. We're nope. not being like, so this is what slavery is. Yeah. And this no, 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 no. Yeah. No. So we're right into it. Yeah. And it's and parts of it are a combination of watercolor mm -hmm. and what looks like essentially like a scan of like if you were to take yeah something. mixed media yeah it's not yeah. a photograph no I think a scan is a good way of putting it yeah yeah 
So you have like this watercolor image of Suni's great grandma being tied and taken away from her parents. And then underneath it, it's like a scan of a piece of muslin Mm -hmm. and a needle with thread. Right. Which I'm a, you know, I'm a huge fan of mixed media. So I was like, you got me. I'm in. I had a feeling feeling Hudson Talbot would get you. Yeah. Yeah. So we're taken to immediately to the plantation. We're there with other kids. Big Mama is mm-hmm. like the the caretaker of all of these children on the plantation, and she tells stories about how people would get free. Mm-hmm. And I thought that this was perfect timing for Juneteenth. Yes. Which I don't know if you meant to do that. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I'll be honest. I had no idea what Juneteenth was up until recently. I lived in Harlem. That was the only reason I knew. Yeah, they so, celebrated it a lot in Harlem. So I figured for those of... Yeah, explain what it is, because there are a lot of people who still don't know. Right, and and I'm taking this straight from the internet. Mm-hmm. So it's the unofficial American holiday and an official Texas state holiday, which is celebrated annually on the 19th of June uh, to commemorate Union Army General Gordon Granger's reading of federal orders in the city of Galveston, Texas, on June 19th, 1865, proclaiming all enslaved in Texas were now free. Right. Civil War ends. Nobody tells anybody in Texas, or including the slaves, for that like they're free for years. like Yeah, a super long time. And yeah. then finally, someone happens to this guy, comes to Galveston, and yeah. And so they sell... They used to be a Texan thing, and then it sort of spread out from there. Well, I mean, it's an official Texas state yeah. holiday. Yeah, so. but it used to be sort of located but there. But why but, it's yeah. not a... F- like a national holiday. It was not known by white people. It was entirely within black communities for a long time. It's only recently that white people have been like, what was that? Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that this was like interesting timing that you brought me this book. We're in mid-June. We are. um, So it's very topical. Thank you. I wonder though, because I've been seeing a lot during this um, Black Lives Matter movement, the word slaves. Mm Mm-hmm. And how it should instead be rephrased as they were enslaved, Mm -hmm. not that they were slaves. Mm -hmm. And in this book, it says, uh, in South Carolina, Big Mama raised Suni's great-grandma, raised most the slave children on that large patch of land. I wonder if this were reprinted, Mm -hmm. if that wording were to change I have absolutely no doubt it would be. Um, You think so? I think so, knowing knowing Jackie's work. Um, I mean, this was 2005 and this hadn't really come up Mm -hmm. as an issue before. So yeah, I don't know if they'd reprint the book. I, it's a good question, but if she had a chance to write that section again, I have no doubt she would have said enslaved. I just thought that was interesting. No, it's an interesting point. And throughout the book, you see this theme, you see a theme of a woman teaching a child how to make a quilt, how to sew, Mm -hmm. um, and how to essentially make stars and moons and roads on the quilt so that people who are trying to find their way to freedom, they're essentially using these quilts to show them the way Mm -hmm. or show way. Show way. Yeah. Title. Yeah. Title. There you go. Throwing that in there. Yep. 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 So it it progresses with, okay, well, um, you know, the, the child grows up, gets married, has a child. That child's name is Mathis May. Mathis May grows up to learn to sew. And it's interesting because they, the illustrations will then again throw in photographs, like actual photographs, mm-hmm. not scans, but photographs or illustrations or, you know, 
cartoons that were used back in the day showing mm-hmm. slaves, showing advertisements to buy slaves, mm-hmm. um, you know, showing dogs chasing slaves. I mean, it's, I never thought I would see it in a kid's book. So primary documents of slaveholders in a, in a picture book, no less. Not yeah. even, not even like a nonfiction book for older readers, but right. yeah, it's a picture book. Yeah. So you can see exactly, you know, what was being said in these advertisements, mm-hmm. how much they, you know, people were being bought and sold for. Um, it's really interesting to see the, the clash between the, the watercolors and these photographs, mm-hmm. but I, it's, it's very well done. Yeah. I really liked it. I don't like, obviously, what the photographs are. Oh, of, obviously. But, yeah, no, but, no, no. <laughs> but I thought the, but the way that it was, It's like a collage right. that's put together with the watercolor of the little girl in the mm-hmm. middle. Right. Um, so anyway, as Mathis May grows up, she learns to make these quilts. She then, you know, proceeds to help people who want to be free. She shows them the quilts, show them the way to freedom. Mm-hmm. She grows up. Gets married, but it's unknown what her husband's name is because he runs uh, for freedom. He's killed. He never gets to meet his daughter, and his daughter's name is lost to history. Mm-hmm. So we just know her as because she has a daughter. That daughter's name is Suni, so she's now known as Suni's mom. Right. Um, which that took some. Uh, that was a little confusing to me. And then it finally clicked at the end because mm-hmm. there's a timeline. Right. Which I like that there's a timeline. Right. We'll get yeah. to that. But yeah, that yeah, was yeah. that was the thing that um, kind of confused me. I was like, wait. Yeah. So Suni grows up to make quilts just like the women in her family before she goes off and gets married. Um, so Suni grows up. She Right. She gets married. She has a daughter. That daughter grows up to really appreciate... Obviously sewing just like all the other women in her family, but also reading. She becomes a teacher and she has two daughters, um, Carolyn and Anne. Um, And those two children grow up during the civil rights movement. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting to see because there's an illustration of all these people during the civil rights movement. They're all marching because you can see um, uh, signs, signs and they're walking along the 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 road or the ground that is black but there's quotes from mm-hmm. all these different people below quilted together right and mm-hmm. so you have a quote from frederick Douglass, you have a quote from martin luther king jr a quote from langston hughes a quote from sojourner truth there's no quote from malcolm x which i thought was kind of interesting and so again it's kind of the same image as before with you have the watercolor of two little girls and then all around them are photographs um, of things that are happening during the civil rights movement. You mm-hmm. have white people holding up a Confederate flag. You see signs for Imperial Laundry, we wash for white people only. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a picture of Martin Luther King Jr. And ironically enough, today I learned, even I didn't even know we were doing this book, but I learned today that um, if Anne Frank and Martin Luther King Jr., had lived they would be the same age as barbara walters today oh really yeah so i knew they i knew they were the same age i didn't know that uh yeah or, so or rather the born the same year but i didn't really know that, that not... was the same year as barbara walters yeah barbara, all right barbara walters i don't know if i'd pick barbara walters but all right we're gonna well, go i mean with that. she's yeah. alive right right now. And she's alive yeah which makes you realize this was not that long ago exactly 
Yeah. And the images that we're seeing of like, you know, there's, there's buses on fire and mm-hmm. there's, um, well, and the signs police... that they're carrying are very familiar. Yeah. And there's police brutality and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. this is what's happening right now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Which makes this a very good book to read to kids right now. Obviously. Yes. Yeah. So Anne grows up to write poems. Caroline, um, she becomes a quilter. Um, but Anne has the narrator because mm-hmm. it says Anne had me. And when the narrator was seven, because there's always this theme throughout the book of when this little girl was seven. Was seven. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. um, she would start sewing and... I really like this image of it's the narrator. She's on her bed. She has all these like quilt pieces around her. And in the sky, there's like a silhouette of a woman um, in the stars. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like looking over her, which I thought was really nice. Mm -hmm. But what was very clever. And I don't know if, um, I'm sure this was intentional, but I, I don't know if you would have noticed it at first glance. Probably Maybe you not. would have. I, I don't know that I would have. Yeah. Um, but it's all, it says, and I grew up tall and straight boned, writing every day. And the words became books that told the stories of many people's showways. All the words that are on these pages are words that were used in this story. Oh, that's clever. And they're made to look like quilt pieces. Yes, they are. So I thought that was huh. very, because I was reading these and I was like, Oh, yeah, Showy Patches, Grana, Suni. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, Mathis May stayed on. Grew tra- so, yeah, it's it's all the... And this, well, this actually fits in very well with the fact that she has written many books, many of them based on her own family history. So there was this, but then there were other books. Um, there was This is the Rope, which was another picture book. Um, it has more of a great migration theme, but of her family. Uh, and, of course, Brown Girl Dreaming, which was a novel. Um, for kids, but it also covers her family history. Yeah, I like at the very end, it's a, it's a timeline of starting from the very beginning of Suni's great-grandma and then going through all the women that are mentioned throughout this story up until we get to the narrator and her daughter at the very end. Toshi. Yes, mm-hmm. which I can see why this got a Newberry nod because it is very well written, but I wish it had gotten a Caldecott nod, too. It is too. a little weird that it didn't get any Caldecott love. In fact, I find that downright bizarre, um, to be perfectly frank. Because when you look at that art... I mean, it, I mean, some of it is just a collage of photographs, so I, mm-hmm. maybe that's why... I wonder that, because it's not all original... Yeah, you know what? They might have tried to get it on a technicality, where they're like, well, he didn't make those photographs... He just put them in a collage, so therefore we can't give him but they're not for illustration. All... But it's part of the illustration, so right. Yeah. I I find that weak tea. Yeah, yeah. Um, I well, I was talking to someone just earlier today, and she asked what book we were doing, and I said Showway, and she was like, "Oh yeah, that was Showway. Well, that's great because um, well, you know, the thing with Showway is, of course, you have it written by Jackie Woodson, who is the descendant of you know the enslaved, and then you have Hudson Talbot, who is uh you know descended from the slaveholders." And I was what? like, what? Hudson Talbot's, and I can find no evidence of this online, but she said, nope, nope, definitely. That was at the time. That was something they were talking about. How, and then they got together and made this book together. I was like, really? get out of town. So I don't have any evidence for this, but I have heard from a very reliable source that that is, that was part of the thing when they were going on the tour together. They were like, and then this is the book that we're doing together. So if it is untrue, tell me, and I will correct in a future podcast. Fusekdata um, gmail.com. Precisely, precisely. Uh, Jackie Woodson. Who is who's Jackie Woodson? Let's 
let's meet Jackie Woodson, uh, former National Ambassador of Young People's Literature, winner of the Legacy Award, author of over 30 books. She just won the Hans Christian Andersen Award, uh, which is the highest international recognition of an author in children's books, which is not that different from the Astrid Lindgren Memorial Award, which she has also won. Uh, she's won... Newberry's, a National Book Award, Margaret A. Edwards Award for Lifetime Achievement, and she has a TED Talk, so... <laughs> woof. So she knows what she's talking about. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Um, Toshi, who is featured uh, in the back of the book... I, I could be wrong about this, too, but I'm pretty darn sure this is true. Was friends with Trixie, Mo Willems' daughter from the Knuffle Bunny books, and in fact appear in a couple books together. Um, she may be in Knuffle Bunny 2, and I know for a fact that in Pecan Pie Baby, uh, Trixie appears with the little girl in that. Um, so they are in books together uh, as kids. Of course, now Toshi is like 20-something. She's, you know, an adult. Which I find highly unnerving, because <laughs> she, she was not always so. Um, one reason I like doing this book, you know, a lot of people talk about, like, well, <laughs> when white people like to talk about black people, they like to talk about books about slavery. And the thing I like about this book is that, yes, there is definitely slavery, and it's right there at the start. But it's also about black joy. It's about family. It's about connection. It's about, you know, personal history. It's not just a book about slavery. It's a very all-encompassing, you know, moment in history. It doesn't really delve into things like the Great Migration and things like that, but she did that in subsequent books. So, so ratings time. So, I don't remember the last time I've given a book this high of a rating. I gave it a nine. Wow. I, it has great writing. Yeah. It has beautiful illustrations. Mm -hmm. I like the story. I like that you're learning about the history of the United States from slavery up, up until really now. Yeah. Um, absolutely, I think it's a classic. There was just that one moment where I got confused about the, wait, whose daughter? Wait, how are we going from this girl to all of a sudden now we're getting to Suni's mom? But yeah. But that's, I know, it, it's not that hard it's just i just had to reread it that's all yeah, yeah, yeah um but no i thought this was absolutely a classic yeah and a forgotten one i would say i i do not hear people talk about this book half as much as they should it came out 15 years ago and you'd swear it was like 35 years ago the way people just don't mention it when they're talking about books like even when they're talking about jackie's books of which she has many many wonderful books this book does not get mentioned Pretty much at all. Why I would not? Say. I don't know. So I think uh, it behooves us to write a great wrong. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a nine as well. Nice. Let's do a nine to nine, man. Yeah. All right. This... It's. I think it's a classic. Um. Yeah. 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 I think yeah. we can safely I think, I call this a classic. classic. All right. Good. Good. <laughs> Considering we can only go up to ten. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. But and God knows what a ten book would be. Yeah. I, and considering I've never given i mean we're a hundred and some episodes i've ever given i've enough. never given a 10 no. so maybe maybe hungry caterpillar i did I don't no know. i think you did 9.5 okay that makes sense all right well, <laughs> what are you gonna do letters time Ooh. so the first well the only letter the letter comes from sherry from texas 
Hello, Sherry. Hello, Sherry. She says, hi, Betsy and Kate. I love your podcast and have been recommending it to my friends. Thank you. I go back and forth listening to newer episodes and older ones to catch up. I think that would be fascinating. I would love... Would I love to hear our early ones? No. Okay, moving <laughs> on. I also love your Instagram page. Oh. I just listened to episode 58, The Monster at the End of This Book, which I remembered from my childhood, but I remembered see no evil, hear no evil, smell no evil even more just because i loved scratch and sniff i adored a book called the sweet smell of christmas by patricia m scary i believe that was part of the same scratch and sniff series as see no evil hear no evil smell no evil a book that i still own i've just put it in the box of picture books that i refuse to throw out <laughs> um as a teacher and a grad student working on my mlis i am familiar with most of the books you talk about but there have been a few that were new to me and I have gone back to look at some again, especially to notice some of the illustrations that Kate is so good at pointing out. Oh, thank you. My, my friend Susanna, with whom I was speaking earlier today, also said that you point out things in the books that she's read a million times and has sometimes missed. So oh, there you go. Cool. All the compliments for Kate. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for bringing your talents and fun personalities to your podcast. I'll be a little sorry when I get caught up because then I will have to wait for new episodes. Aww. Aww. That's awesome. That's very nice. Thank you for recommending us and checking out our Instagram. And, and now we can never quit. <laughs> Wait, what? Nothing. Uh, <laughs> Grown-up things we like. So you go first. Okay. I saw two movies. Two movies. Both alike in dignity. Um, both involving women wearing amazing suits. One was good. One was not good. I'm going to start with the not good one. Uh, Ocean's 8 should by all rights work. And it doesn't. Yeah, I heard um, it sucked. It does. <laughs> you know what it is? It has... It, it, it has Anne a... Hathaway, period. Next. Oh, no, 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 no. Anne Hathaway is playing the Anne Hathaway you hate. She is playing That's the... That's not that hard. Oh, yeah. Real stretch for her. <laughs> it is... Um, it's got a great cast, It, but it has not enough jokes. Not enough jokes. It needed someone to punch up that script. It's got, you know, lovely people working and it's it kind of like, and the ending falls so flat, so flat. So boo onto that. But it, it, you know what it should have had? It should have had a good director like Paul Feig and Paul Feig directed the other one that I did like. You know Paul Feig. He did uh, Spy and Bridesmaids and mm -hmm. all that. Yeah. So uh, the other actress you adore, the one besides Anne Hathaway, who's Anna, that other one? Anna Kendrick. Oh, freaking hate her she's so good in this so Ugh. a simple favor was completely i don't know everyone just sort of missed that one a simple favor um it's based on a novel by darcy bell of the same name it's got anna kendrick um and blake lively who can apparently act yeah it is so much fun it's about this mommy blogger who is you know anna kendrick who befriends this bizarrely wonderfully suited uh, Blake Lively, and then the Blake Lively character kind of disappears, and you're like, is this Gone Girl? Uh, and then it just gets weird and wacky and fun. And the suits, the suits, man, the suits. Well, I wish I had a whole closet full of the suits that are worn in this movie, because they're amazing. I watched two movies, too. Oh! Aren't we the movie watchers? What did you watch? <laughs> Um, I, so I had never seen these before and I figured, eh, we're in quarantine. Why not? Sure. So I watched Knives Out because both you <gasps> and mom 
Yeah, so, you know. Uh, I think we built it up too much, though. You can't, you have to go in with really low expectations. I mean, it's entertaining, but yeah. I wouldn't say it's my favorite film of all time. Oh, no, I wouldn't say that either. I just, I mean, I can't usually see ahead as to, like, who the killer is, but right. I totally could in this one. Well, so sure. that was a little disappointing. Oh. However, a movie that I really liked, which I had always been told wasn't that good, but I really enjoyed it, was The Princess and the Frog. Disney's yeah. Uh, yeah, Black fine. Princess. That's yeah, a perfectly fine film. I love New Orleans. I love jazz. And you and like love... fireflies that die. <laughs> Betsy. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I give it away? Yes. Sorry. Okay, you can get that Spoiler out. Spoiler alert. Sorry. And I like strong female characters. Mm-hmm. And this movie has all three. So if you have Disney Plus, it's on there. I highly recommend it. I like the music. The music was good. I the like... music was surprisingly good. The illustrations are a little different than what you would normally see. It's... But the... There well, it does get a bit scary with the uh, the spirits yeah, and the chasing. Yeah, yeah. And it's have... very much from the like the movie Ghost. They're very similar. Remember yes. those like spirits from like the movie Ghost? Yeah, yeah. they're back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, they only they've only been cast in two movies. Exactly. <laughs> but Ghost they steal it every time. And yeah. Princess of the Frog. <laughs> exactly. So. <laughs> There's so many roles for them. So. Exactly. Trying to think of an actor who might connect the two and I can't come up with one. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. So yeah. So we recommend four movies. Four movies. Well, no, I recommend one movie. Well, I recommend end. really one movie. Okay. Too. Well, there you go. Princess so we watched Frog. four. In between them. Actually, I recommend three. I recommend three because I, I recommend yours and the one you're not recommending plus the one of mine. So the only one we're really not recommending is Ocean's 8, which yes. Right. All right. <laughs> and on that... <laughs> melodic note uh i've been betsy i'm kate bye fuse 8 and kate is a fuse number eight production you can reach us at fusekate8 at gmail.com you can follow our podcast on twitter at fuse underscore kate you can follow us on instagram at fuse 8 kate that's fuse number eight kate follow us on itunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined our music is by Haddon kime and our house manager is drew etienza fuse 8 and kate is a creation of kate ramsey and Betsy Burke.